1: i to put y'all up on something, man. Yo, when you see something ill, you know what I mean? That shit is woke. Anything ill you see is woke. Nigga have a big six at the club, that's woke. Especially if you got the fully equipped kid on it. It's woke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch of town, she was woke. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean, woke. Bought the fish, diamonds and pearls, I mean oh. Should've seen them shit shining on the wrist oh. Now money ain't a problem, see my dough is like Hold oh. out my bankroll on y'all niggas like oh. Lost the boots, went from two-tenths like oh. Spaggy wanna keep my blueprints, I'm like oh. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like oh. Niggas getting both on my block like oh. Coming home within a half an hour like oh. Running like they had the manpower like oh. so, More or less more so, I rip your so I live the fast life, come through in the park slow, like whoa. My nigga, like dough, like dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes, like whoa. Ease paint with cocaine, like whoa. Now I'm Doc Strange in the range, like whoa. Hundred miles an hour switching lanes, like whoa. Plus I'm whoa. getting brain from this chick, like whoa. Finger Fingernaid.
2: Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with...
1: the TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
2: And use your heads, we ask of you, by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash shot and picking up an official ChairShot t-shirt. We have something for everybody. We have hashtag journalism, save tag team wrestling, my personal fave, Jesus Did the Job, and many, many other cool designs. If you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at The ChairShot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Chairshot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. TheChairShot.com. Remember, we're not just a website, folks. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes' Christopher Platt. And before I introduced my brethren, that was Black Rob's whoa if you're not familiar, Black Rob transitioned this past weekend at the tender age of 51 and I just felt like we had to pay him some homage I'm also joined by Andrew Snowflake Balls Blast and Commissioner PC Tunney gentlemen, it's weird man because as a kid, you know you were worried about your favorite rappers getting shot and killed, and now as we age a little bit, you see a lot of these rappers going out due to health issues, it's it's kind of harrowing, you know
0: it, that's an interesting point, because we just talked about DMX last week and uh, Black Rob this week. It It's weird how that also correlates with wrestling, though, too, because growing up, we were scared that our favorite wrestlers were going to die because of steroids or an overdose or something like that. And now we've lost a lot of people due to just old age or compounding health issues, maybe because of the drug use and yada, yada, yada. So it's that weird perspective thing of when you get older, what actually matters to you, or I guess where you see mortality kind of lie. So this, this is a kind of a deep open for our usual show. What kind of show are we getting into here? Holy fuck.
2: (laughs) So, so, and and what really drove this point home to me, man was, um, I I know we've talked about the versus battles that have been going on during COVID. Mm -hmm. And last night they had method man versus red man. And it was it, they. They probably they had a DJ out there. And he was spinning records for about a half an hour before Red and Meff came out, which it was absolutely awesome. It was no battle. They basically gave us a free concert. It was it was awesome, That's but it was cool. weird, man, because it seemed like every record the DJ played before the the stars came out, it, it was like R.I.P. this guy, you know, R.I.P. Five Dog, you know, R.I.P. DMX, R.I.P. Prodigy from Mob Deep. Like there was just so many rappers that weren't here with us anymore and it's like damn this is you know and and not from like I said the shit that was going on in the 90s just health issues and I don't know man it just makes you think I don't even know where I'm going with this and obviously I just turned 40 this year so I'm already questioning my own mortality as is you know Mm -hmm. but I, I don't know man it was just weird and I don't even know where I'm going with this segue or with this topic man it was just very I guess harrowing. I don't even know what else to say.
3: I mean, if, uh. the older you get, the more people die around you that you're familiar with. And if you think about rap in comparison to, I don't know, any, a lot of other styles of music, particularly, rap is kind of younger, right? Maybe not necessarily mm-hmm. newer at its root of, of, of music, but as far as like mainstream, those guys from the 80s and 90s now are 30 40 years removed from what they were doing so it's about time that those guys
2: getting older right well that what no i'm glad you brought that up tony you bring up an interesting point i think you kind of helped me to verbalize the point i was trying to make you're right you know in terms of music rap is still a very young genre but the rolling stones are like 70 and 80 years old and they still tour every now and again, you know, little Richard didn't die until he was in his eighties. Chuck Berry lived a long life. Ike Turner lived a long life. You know what I mean? And it's like these rappers, they're dying in their mid forties and early fifties. And I'm not talking about the, the, the Richie Hollies and all the, the, you know, the rock and roll guys that died over heroin overdose. Cause you know, in the fifties, in the you know mid 50s early 60s the only way people ever died were heroin overdoses and plane crashes i'm not talking about them but i do like how you mixed
0: like buddy holly and richie valens though that was really nice richie holly Holly. that's that's the new guy
2: from the 50s right there my my pad buddy and richie (laughs) my bad but they both died in that plane crash didn't they i just said same same plane yeah, yeah, but I'm saying it's just you know a lot of these old other genres of music they get to live to be old men, and you see all these rappers passing away in their mid forties and, and early fifties, and I, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I'm just, maybe, honestly, maybe I'm just scared, you know, because I haven't always lived the healthiest lifestyle, and I would like to be here for at least shit i would like to be here for at least another 60 but at least another 40 and maybe that's all it is man this is me just projecting i don't know
3: well before your time runs out let's get this show in then huh oh that was
0: really nice fucking asshole that was
3: funny come on Uh,
2: uh, yeah you're laughing now motherfucker don't tell anybody, motherfucker, shit. But still, man, I'm trying to get all deep and, you know, fuck, fuck you. Just start the goddamn show.
3: All right, so let's go to topic one.
1: Screw you! You're fired! You're fired!
3: some releases last week a year to the date from a previous uh horrible day for for talent if you will i'm going to try and remember without looking it up because i did cover this a couple times last week chelsea green mickey james um mojo raleigh tucky samoa joe wesley blake uh among some others that i'm just missing here at the moment but honestly i i said i don't think it's a bad thing for any of these people none of them were being utilized correctly or they were being underutilized and i think there's a paycheck waiting for every single one of the 10 people that were let go that day what are you guys thoughts
2: Okay, oh, uh, you forgot it yeah okay. but you forgot about the iconics as well the they iconics, were both released yeah mm-hmm. but still yeah
0: Chris you want to want to go because you leaned in you got all comfy so you got to have some kind of interesting thing to pontificate on come on get all comfortable on that
2: mic (laughs) not not really I mean Mickey James I feel like that was a missed opportunity because she could still go in the ring she's got some name recognition and she could have been used to elevate some of the younger talent arguably you could say she did when she was that she was in that weird storyline where she was Alexa Bliss flunky maybe that was supposed to be elevating Bliss I don't know mm-hmm. I feel like there was still some more tread on that tire uh, the Iconics what was the point of breaking them up they were literally the okay were they great in the ring no but they could get heat and they were your only legitimate tag team that you had on the roster and you broke them up for no reason the big one for me though is Samoa Joe I, I felt like it, this was a, a huge missed opportunity by WWE. It seems like Samoa Joe been getting fucked over his whole career though, doesn't
0: it? It's it, hard to say though, because I feel like Joe is very similar, in a similar boat to like Macho Man, where un- unlike Macho, the difference of like Macho's age was what Vince kind of kept it, wanted to keep him behind the announced desk and Macho wanted to go prove himself in WCW. Joe has been hurt more often than he's been healthy since he's been on the main roster. Like, he's kind of been snake bitten in this WWE run. Like, every three months he does something, he's out for like a month or two. And then he's had more of this announcing run in the last, what, year than he has in ring time. So I feel like they're scared in a sense because they didn't want him to go out and get hurt again when he's kind of proven to be more injury prone at an older age. Is that the WWE lifestyle? Because it, it's definitely not their wrestling style. Because everybody complains it's too safe. But like, is it just the the wear and tear, the the daily grind kind of thing? Maybe. But Joe alone is going to have name recognition when he comes over to AEW or Impact. Or a lot of people have been pushing for him to go to Noah because there was a big there's, there's a lot of ties with when uh noah and roh had their their crossover and he had a match with misawa for the ghc title and he kind of does his own little misawa kabashi kind of stuff so it, it's really there's a lot for joe there's a lot for the iconics because everybody loves the brand and chelsea green's in a similar boat to joe where she was hurt she like came off of injury then like what a month later broke her wrist and then she was out again and what her her guy is, what Cardona right, and he's in Impact, and he was in AEW for a minute. So Chelsea Green kind of got her footing in Impact when she did the Laurel VNS thing. So th- that all makes sense that she'll just go back there. So nobody nobody's really got an issue. Like and what the fuck is Tucky doing? Like Wesley Blake, who gives a fuck? Like the forgotten sons have been forgotten about. Like no one gives a shit.
2: Well, I'm sure their families give a shit, but I mean I want to double mm. back to something you said though. Uh, WWE, WWE style being safe. I don't know anybody that's out here. Granted, I'm not on the deep, darkest crevices of the internet like you are, IWC War Chief. but I don't know anybody that's complaining about WWE's wrestling style being too safe. I mean, if anything, these men and women are going out killing themselves every single time they step into the ring. But as far as Samoa Joe, you compared him to Macho Man. The difference is he never got that Macho Man type run anywhere that he was at. Anywhere he was at between TNA and WWE, I felt like they fumbled the bag and dropped the ball on him every single time. And yes, you're going to say he had the match with Kurt Angle and this and that. But by the end of his run, he was an X division guy, you know. And in WWE, he's an invaluable asset. Number one, you can beat him as much as he want you want to, and he's not going to lose any of his steam because he can get back on the mic and cut a fire ass promo and he's going to get all this heat back and that type of individual is invaluable number two he could talk now i know he did have some concussion issues in the past few years and maybe this was an amicable decision he wanted to go out there and continue to wrestle and they just wanted to keep him on commentary but that's a a plush cushy job like in in the industry right now there's not a whole lot of people that could talk and he's one of them so letting that guy go is it going to hurt you in the long run you know, financially, no. But I feel like there was something more that he could have done in that company, and yeah. it, it it sucks. But yeah, I, I think he'll be just fine. He'll be able to land on his feet no matter what he wants to do. But I, yeah, this just it just seems like that particular guy was a missed opportunity. And miss me, IWC with. Everybody's talking about, oh, they're making more money than ever. They always cut people after WrestleMania. This Correct. is just the nature of the beast. It is what it is. So, y'all gotta relax.
3: Yeah, WWE hasn't kept a bloated roster for years.
2: No, yeah, I agree. And the, the I
0: guess the only thing you can really say with Joe is he seems like that type of person that Vince would like. So, I'm pretty sure you're right where it was probably amicable. And Joe was, wanted to get back in the ring and they maybe didn't want to clear him. So... He's probably got more of an open-door policy than some people think, depending on what he does in the next couple months to see if he missteps and fucks that up. So, I I think Joe's golden. Like, Joe's gonna get a lot of push wherever he ends up, based off his name, based off TNA, based off of WWE, ROH, because it's hard to really complain about the way he's been utilized. Sure, we remember TNA, that shitty Nation of Violence thing, and how he did kind of get dropped down a rung or two when he just became the X-Division guy or he was like the awkward addition to Main Event Mafia when it didn't really make a lot of sense and he was just like Kurt Angle's insurance policy at some point and like Matt Morgan was in it at some point. But he's won championships everywhere. He's won the main title everywhere except WWE where he wasn't healthy to keep that run going. But he had a great story with AJ. Just like you said, he could talk, so whoever ends up with him, be it impact AEW, or japan they're gonna get a lot out of him. it's gonna be
2: it's gonna be fun to watch so before my, my, my bad sonny man i just want to throw this out here man before we move on there was a little back and forth on twitter the past couple of weeks and you know how cm punk every now and again he does these you know i'm oh, on the wheel i'm glad AFA's. you brought that up
0: yeah i wanted yeah. to bring that up at
2: some point too so keep going and they threw out there some of the names. If he came back to wrestling, who he may want to work with. Him and Samoa Joe, obviously, they have history from their Ring of Honor runs. And he threw that name out there. And then when Samoa Joe got released, they started kind of, you know, chitting, chattering back and forth, whatever, whatever. Now, a lot of this is going to be predicated on what happens this weekend with the UFC because they're running full capacity down in Jacksonville. So we'll have a we'll have a, a much better understanding of the landscape after this weekend. But you're telling me, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, headlining an indie show. If you can book a venue, you're telling me you couldn't get ten to fifteen thousand people in there, and that's your headline, and then fill in the rest of the card with a bunch of indie talent. That's an interesting concept. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that would be very interesting. No, you're completely right.
0: And there's also another thing that Punk brought up that got people kind of talking in the AMA kind of style of things. Because it might have been during that same interview, because I don't know, because Punk talks a lot because he likes the sound of his voice. But somebody asked... I mean, yeah.
2: We're Drew. we're literally podcasters, Andrew. Come on, man. Don't don't be that self righteous, okay? But continue.
0: Anyway, so the, somebody brought up the fact that Osprey threw out the challenge to him for the New Japan the IWGP World Championship, and Punk said that it's more interesting to face somebody he hasn't faced before, and it's definitely new territory. And then he said, "Ask me again if he holds it till summer." So. There, that kind of works with some of the rumors that went around for Joe. A lot of this weird intermingling with Impact, AEW, and New Japan. So, we we could maybe get that sort of indie style show you were talking about maybe be more of a super show where you get people from Impact, you get people from AEW, you get people from New Japan. Maybe in a big, maybe Madison Square Garden or some something big, something that's actually splashy and flashy. And that could definitely be a good way to kick off fall, maybe end of the year, like a celebration that, you know, the quarantine restrictions are over type thing and Joe and Punk, Osprey kinda of thrown in there, maybe Omega the Bucks, something like that. It's uh it's definitely kinda of floating in the ether somewhere, and I I think you might be kinda, you know, sniffing up the right tree.
3: I don't think you ever see Phil Brussel again. I think it's been too long. I think he doesn't. Are you kick. his
0: best friend now? I, you're on a first name basis with CM Punk. I've
3: called hey. Phil for years, ever since I met him long ago. So I, I don't. I just don't think he's interested. I think it's fun for him to make these these comments and and throw people. I think he loves throwing people off. I think you're more likely to see AJ Lee come back than CM Punk. Would I love to see it? Absolutely. Do I think Vince should back up the Brinks truck and tell Triple H to get over it and have him come in for two years? 100%. Because I think the impact is best made in the WWE. After that, anything else is going to be a very short-stayed stint, and I don't want to see him in just a one-off kind of thing. That's my personal opinion, man.
2: So it's very hypocritical of you to call the man Phil, and I'm just going to leave that, let it lay where it lies. It's number one. <laughs> but, I mean, number two, this is the type of thing that I could see CM Punk being interested in doing. Because I don't think that he is... I don't think in his head he's done with professional wrestling. There's just been nothing that has been presented to him that has made him moist. Not to mention... I feel like, like, like this makes him moist. Oh, go, go ahead, Drew. I my was bad just
0: going to say, like Tony said, just to kind of add to your point that Phil... Is not quite out of the, the game yet is that if you like running the kayfabe, if you like fucking with people, at some point, the more you play with your blocks, the more you're going to actually want to do something with it. Like, nobody just buys Legos and doesn't build the, the model, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's going to get over that stigma or that issue he's had and someone's going to present something interesting enough that's going to play into his mind and he's just going to be like, fuck it, why not? And that fuck it, why not could turn into a one-off. It could turn into a year or two of a contract. It could turn into another WWE run, like you're saying. But at some point, especially with how much he keeps his fingers in everything, he's going to hit the fuck it, why not button. And we're going to see what happens. We just have to see where he goes with it.
2: I mean, guys, he showed up at a random-ass indie show under a mask and gave somebody a go You don't
0: to know it was him! He was wearing a mask.
3: That was literally Shut ten up. minute ten minutes from my house. That happened. It was him. I know for a fact.
0: How do you know it wasn't one of the conquistadors?
3: Well, when Silas literally... when Silas Young tells you something, you tend to believe it.
2: So yeah, th- he's still got it in his blood. It's just been you know not a situation that really tickles his fancy yet i think that this situation may tickle his fancy especially if he gets to do it on an independent level outside of one of the the major companies and this is something that he and whomever he decides to work with can put together on their own draw 10 to fifteen thousand, and do a decent pay-per-view buy i'm not saying i'm just saying and i'll he, leave it at that
3: he's 42 i believe he'll be 43 in the fall so
2: young 42 though because he doesn't drink doesn't smoke doesn't do drugs I That's understand. a different 42.
3: I understand. At the same time he's been in I'm just saying I the time is running out for him to know like I think he's the kind of guy that doesn't want to come back and just be half of what he was before. So I think there's literally twenty four to thirty six months at the most from right now where he could still come back and have himself a sustained run. And by sustained I mean six months. Right? I don't want anything I I don't want to build up to one show and that's it. And it's then you might as well have it on Trillo with Snoop Dogg and and Pete Davidson and Ben Askren and all the rest of that shit. Right? That's where it's going to end up. That's where we're that's where we're heading towards. Unfortunately, so I, I don't know. I don't. If I'm WWE though, if I'm Vince and I'm Honor, I'm 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 not I'm not seeking this out. Why? Why? What? What do you need the headache what for? What if
0: you just worked out the answer though? You did. did Trillo,
2: Tyson, Holyfield on that card, and I'm here for it.
0: What if you do, like, a Trillo thing or something along those lines? Because Dana White seems like he was always kind of cool with CM Punk, and he knew he was going to bring in ratings. He knew he was going to bring eyes, which is why he put him on the main card, even though he didn't deserve it. So he kind of understood where he stood in the game. What if there was somebody with power like that that kind of got a card together and you got the... Lesnar, John Jones fight. Since apparently nobody wants to give them anything at the moment, you're getting or no, you're you get what? What if it was a mixed card just for shits and giggles? Because you got you got a you got a legends kind of run where you know Tyson, Holyfield, and Tyson, you know that whole kind of thing. You got all these other interesting promotions that are going on that are just very niche. What if there was just a super show that you kind of got some some hybrid kind of like Pancre stuff. You could throw in like a fucking shoot wrestling match with Josh Barnett and somebody. You could throw in an actual boxing match, an MMA match, and then a wrestling match.
3: I would like to see CM Punk in wrestling, not wrestle a match, period.
0: I'm just saying... That could be the start, though, because you
3: brought up a perfect thing about the Trillo thing. So you now, think he there's comes been out? all of these so, little boots. Boot- so let's like say off-shoots. he does a Trillo show for one wrestling match, and that leads to what?
0: Whatever he wants it to lead to. We've got to see if he gets the itch again. If you retire from baseball or whatever for, like, a decade, and you come back because you still got the itch, one game might not keep you there. But if it does, you start thinking. And then you go back, and then one game turns to two. Then maybe two games turns to three. And then who knows? Like you gotta do it to find out Like nobody's in his head aside from him So at, at some point He's gotta shit or get up the pot You know what I mean
3: Fair Fair enough Moving on to topic number two The TheChairShot.com Always use your head So apparently WWE has mixed up Their commentating crews On both Raw and Smackdown If you will It looks like Adnan Virk, I don't know. Let's start there for a second, and let's let's make this about the cruise, right? Is Tom Phillips back next week, or is Virk taking over?
2: I like Virk. I I think he's got to get more acclimated to the product, but I liked him when he was over at Espen. I think he's really good at what he does. I think he's going to suffer just like – and we – touched on this a little bit on chair shot radio saturday morning but i was so goddamn incoherent sunday Sunday morning oh sunday morning we recorded saturday night that's how we we were exactly that's
3: how we were the cavalry to the the far gone you were (laughs) chris and well chris and i were literally the cavalry to the rescue to have chair shot radio sunday so no big deal. See, Go ahead, Chris. You just Chris sorry. You need to start referring to things as this weekend
0: or this past weekend or something like that. Just don't even put a day.
3: Don't worry, Patrick. Like,
0: the day and it and why it happened.
3: Don't worry. Fuck. Yes. Yesterday, Patrick called Wednesday mornings, chair shot radio, Thursday morning, chair shot radio. So it's all good. Go ahead.
2: Bro, that when we recorded that, I was so flottied. I mean, goddamn, I was groovy like a 10 cent movie. If popcorn was a penny, I would have been mad if I ain't get any. But we touched <laughs> on this a little bit, but. I feel like Agnar or whatever the hell his name is I-, I said that being funny I'm no disrespect to you brother but I feel like he's going to go down that same list like you remember how great Mick Foley was when he first came on commentary you remember how great JBL was when he first came on commentary you remember how great Samoa Joe was when he first came on commentary it's going to be the exact same thing they're going to get beat down and they're going to get to a point where they just say okay fuck it I give up I'm just here I'm going to do my job I'm gonna cash my paycheck, and that's what it is. Cause that's a really thankless job being an announcer for the WWE. It, it, it is what it is.
0: I mean, that that's the beauty of SmackDown, though. Is that like SmackDown, um, Smackdown has kind of got me to actually watch stuff from SmackDown because, like, he's entertainment. He's he's not obnoxious, and he kind of he keeps his own thing. So pronouns, really, pal. Goddamn pronouns, pal. Who's he? I I can't even. Uh,
3: Pat McAfee
0: Mac- on the anon Virk thing, but yeah, go.
3: Pat go McAfee is Jim Rome with athletic credibility. Like you, you get and to a more
0: likable personality. You get to bit.
3: like you can. You listen to Jim Rome and you get to know Jim Rome and you get in on the inside jokes and that's the same thing with Pat sure. McAfee, right? But only he has credibility behind him as far as like all decade team in the NFL like mm-hmm. like the guy could have done a couple other sports probably like he came out and is one of the best celebrity non-wrestler wrestlers of all time and mm-hmm. now he brings that personality to the commentary booth with Michael Cole and my only reluctance is that the WWE some portion of the WWE universe will follow him blindly and shit on whatever some certain characters are trying to do so he needs to be careful on what he does behind the microphone in my opinion
2: so this is the interesting thing with mcafee in regards to what i just said previously he's the one guy in that company that is not beholden to the wwe in terms of making a living because if he's not excited if he's not happy he can walk and he's good he's gucci it doesn't matter but those, game, right? but
3: those are Vince's favorite kind of guys Guys
2: who are that's, successful that's, Outside
3: that's, yeah. of the wrestling business Right and from everything I've heard Which doesn't mean diddly shit Is that he isn't going to be Forced into being anybody else but himself Right we talked about The learning curve for Adnan Verk. there's going to be A learning curve for Pat McAfee because I can sit Here and tell you spots from Raw and Smackdown where I thought both Guys said the completely wrong Thing and went the completely wrong direction While calling a match but that's that's experience. That's the only thing that cures that. I like them both. it would be interesting to see if Tom Phillips is back next week. I'd love to see Tom Phillips go back to NXT and get rid of Vic Joseph.
2: And, yeah, we're saying the same thing, man, in terms of, you know, Adnan and, and McAfee because he's a guy Vince started yelling in his ear, talking about, God damn it, do it like this. He's got the leverage to walk. But I thought he was phenomenal on SmackDown this week. Obviously, he's good. Just like anything else, man, the more reps you get, the better you're gonna be. It well, it felt like a breath of fresh air, especially coming off of WrestleMania, and you know, WrestleMania is supposed to be the start of the new season. In quotation marks, so it felt like a really nice breath of fresh air. My only contention is, why would you waste him on commentary? Because you saw what he did down in NXT, and I, you guys know I love Pete Dunn in the ring. You, you hold on just real quick you listen to pete dunn he's not the best talker in the world and the grizzle young bets i didn't give a shit about what they had going on hell 30 years ago they would have been getting their ass beat by demolition on wwf superstars and he made all three of those guys interesting to the point where they actually had a, a war games match so i'm like why would you waste this guy who's so great on the mic and clearly cares about this business as opposed to using him to try to elevate other talent that maybe aren't so eloquent on the microphone.
3: And there you said it right there. He's elevating all of the talent instead of just the ones he's working with by being on commentary. His gift is talking. It's not wrestling. He left the NFL because he was injured. He's not a young man. He's not a professional wrestler. He is a professional wordsmith professional personality and personally I think they made the best move possible and I would bet dollars to donuts. Fox had a hand in telling Vince or somebody hey we'd love for this guy to be on Smackdown or Smackdown whichever one.
0: Smackdown but plus plus TL also a figure. Smackdown is the uh, the A show now because it gets the most views. So what better way to try to get over a new personality to the wrestling bubble that may not know him then to bring him on commentary, have him get over with his words like Tony was saying and then that gives anybody from NXT an easy up because he could easily do the Bobby Heenan thing where he can be an announcer and then turn around and have his own McAfee family and he could talk for somebody and he can have a couple segments in the back especially with the rotating fucking door of announcers that you just brought up with the Vic Josephs and the Tom Phillips and anybody and everybody that could just sit in for a you know a call or two, a match or two, a segment, a half hour, whatever. And then he does that, sits back down. So I think this is a good way to get people that don't know of McAfee aware of who McAfee is and aware of his personality. So if they utilize him in a bigger role It's not going to seem quite as, who the fuck is this guy? It's not going to seem, you know, just
3: abrupt. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, gentlemen, let's take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back and talk some non-WWE wrestling. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. head before we get going on topic number three why don't you head on over to pro forward slash the chair shot pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt many varieties different styles to choose from makes a great gift as well i guarantee it then head on over to the you know we got you covered sports entertainment and sports entertainment remember always use your head gentlemen not only are there three titles on the line at UFC 261 this weekend, but there are two titles on the line simultaneously at Impact Rebellion. Rich Swann, Kenny Omega, we've waited long enough. I want to start with Andrew here. He's our main Impact guy for the past however long. I know they've moved nights. I think AJ's taken over the coverage, but Andrew, you you've been up and down the road with Impact Wrestling. You've you've you're very familiar with everything new japan what do you see here kenny omega don callis rich swan impact belt AEW belt both on the line
0: i mean i think everybody sees it that this is this is going to be the interesting thing with it is do they scare steer into the obvious or do they try to surprise people because i'm pretty sure I'm going to just say 99% of people watching this, if not an easy, cool 100, I just think Kenny Omega's going to win. Like, Rich has been punked out. He got he got that early win on the in the six-man match to kind of give momentum, which that's usually something they do to the guy that they're losing. Or they're going to have lose the match because they're trying to build credibility. And he's been buried a bit on promos. He's been... it's It's been fucking weird. So as much as I loved Impact and TNA for like last 15 years roughly and they haven't been bad in the last 2 that Demore and Callis have been over, taken over this this whole AEW thing is awkward and it feels like it's diluting the brand more than it's helping the brand and I can't see Rich winning this one like unless they really want to do some bullshit with a a run in or like a new new person or maybe just a new debut or blah 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 like, I don't really see a way out of this with, without Rich losing. Chris, do you follow enough to care or no? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, I got love for impact, but goddamn, man, this makes me miss the WWE network so much more. Because I don't know if you guys had ever seen the supercard that they had between the Memphis territory and the Dallas territory. So between Jerry oh, yeah. Jarrett and, and Jerry Lawler and the Bond Ericks, and the main event was. Kerry Von Eric R.I.P. and Jerry Lawler and it was it was kind of a schmazz finish, you know what I mean? It, it reminds me of that and I'm like, God damn, I, I hope they get all that old shit up to Peacock because I, I, I used to enjoy watching the shit. Stuff. I even enjoy going way back and watching some of that WWE stuff from the 70s and early 80s, those shows that they would have from Madison Square Garden. I miss that stuff man so I hope they find a way to upload that stuff to Peacock I would love this to be a schmoz you know cause they used to do this shit all the time you know it'd be mm-hmm. Ric Flair versus Harley Race or whatever and ultimately it would end up being a schmoz but you could get away with that with no internet no observer no torch no PWI you could get away with that more freely back in the day I don't want Rich to lose Do I think Rich is a main event guy? No, and that pains me to say that because y'all know I cheer for everybody black. I'm just out on this whole Kenny Omega versus the world storyline. I just don't think he's got the chops to pull it off. Moxley? Yeah. Now, if you wanted to do this with Moxley, I would be infinitely more intrigued because he can actually cut a promo and then come across like a doofus. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... (sighs) <sighs> yeah, that that's I,
0: my issue too. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, what else can I say? Like, uh, I, I mean, think every, that says it all.
0: I think I don't know if you watched the promos the last few weeks, but every time Callus has talked, it's clever. It's old school heel promo stuff where he puts the babyface over like fucking aces, and then he runs him down at the very end after building him up to the, and using logic points and making the babyface stop and doubt himself and then anytime Kenny tries to add to something it detracts it's like if you, it's like you are let's just for argument's sake paint the picture of you're in college and your little brother is in 5th grade but the difference is he's helping you write a fucking essay so your first page sounds like a college student should and then the next paragraph is written by a 10 year old or whatever that's what this sounds like it is the most like poor use of dichotomy possible like it's black and white on mastery of the craft and it's so fucking frustrating just to kind of watch callus's efforts be wasted because omega is just such an over-the-top stupid fucking like 80s bad guy of a fucking healer of a wrestler in general that it's just so fucking dumb i can't tolerate it
2: Well, that's the problem, because Callus is doing God's work right now. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's great on the mic, and he's the only thing that's kind of keeping this idea and this angle afloat. But like you alluded to, the problem is eventually, he gotta throw it to old Goldie Hawn over there. (laughs) And it just all falls apart from that point on. Yeah, it does.
0: He's he's a fucking like I don't know who buys into that and who thinks that's cool, but that's fucking terrible. However, however, since we're talking about the the titles and the the pay-per-view as a whole, let's uh let's bring up another interesting dynamic. How about the Diana Parazzo versus Tennille Dashwood match that's supposed to be happening? We all know Tennille, we all Emma, whatever you want to refer to her as. So we know she can go, but this gimmick of hers is kind of like this weird Emma and all about me kind of emma thrown together where she's more about being an influencer and taking good pictures with caleb Connolly as her lackey and perazzo is just wrestling circles around everybody and she's proving to people why she's as vaunted as she was when she made it to nxt and then they just didn't use her and why she landed on her feet when she came off so does that work for you at all since you at least have a breadth of knowledge that both girls can go
2: I mean, Deanna's been doing great work since she's mm-hmm. been in Impact, where she actually got an opportunity and a shot. And, I mean, Tara's gone. Tessa's gone. Fire and Flavor, they're not ready yet. So True. why would you take the belt off of Deanna at this particular point in time? Why you not put it on the have Why? Well,
0: you could they, make yeah, an exactly. argument. No, you could make an argument that Sue Young popped back up and because remember that's
2: that's weird too she's doing this uh, middle manager gimmick type thing it's beautiful
0: how she went from like childlike (laughs) innocence with Susie back to evil demon like undead bride and now she's like the carriage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's just like a middle-aged woman and she's just trying to like, I'm going to talk to management and waving her finger and throwing shoes at people. And you know, when they try to bully her, she pulls out her phone and says, I'm going to upload it to Twitter or whatever. Like you're on camera. Like it's, it's funny. And it's that nice kind of fourth wall breaky kind of cheese that I like because that's not corny. It's more a play on pop culture and reality that I, I find a little clever and cute, but That's an easy, easy out right there is that Susan turns into Sue Young and then goes after Deanna and costs her the title. And then you've got a chicken shit heel with Tennille that's going to be doing whatever she can to keep the belt while elevating other people because she's not going to look strong in most of her matches. She's just trying to win. And Deanna can rebuild after figuring out what the fuck to do with Sue.
2: It's amazing to me between her talent and her versatility that Sue Young has never had a shot in the big time. I mean, look at her. She would she would be perfect for the E cuz anything they give her she knocks it out the park. I don't understand it. And I mean, obviously now I know, you know, her husband's in Impact and they probably enjoy working together, whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get that, but <laughs> just, I should have said that that's going to bite me in the ass but, yeah, yeah, Will. that's me. why I'm laying
0: out on that yeah. one you keep going it's fine
2: yeah, <laughs> to me that she never got her shot so yeah I see what you're saying I just think it would be a disservice or a mistake to take the title off of Deanna that's all I,
0: I could just see it go both ways because I agree that Deanna's a really great wrestler when she argues that she's the best women's wrestler out there I can't really find fault in that statement at the moment, so we'll we'll see. That could be fun. Uh, let's see what other matches do we have. We've got, I mean, we've we've got the action figure face off. We got a uh, you know Cardona versus Myers. Do you care at all
3: about Zack Ryder versus Curt Hawkins? Didn't care about it nope. five six years ago. Don't care about it now. No, I, I didn't think you did. That's no. why I was just throwing it out of there, like that. It feels Honestly, like you're trying too hard on that one. Literally, I looked at the card and I saw that match, and I'm like, why? Like, i well, have. Why not? You... Why not? I just told you. I just. I'm, no, see... I'm
2: saying, man from a from a marketing standpoint, you're trying to cash in because these guys have name recognition because they them, were in the eat. You know what them, I mean? Put them back.
3: All. Put them back together again, then, and let them b- b- pay somebody else off.
2: They probably will. Stay tuned. They probably will. Don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. uh, Anybody yelling at you, motherfucker? Yeah, like like that.
3: All
0: right, so low-key, what could be the match of the night? What about the Ace Austin-Josh Alexander-TJP match? Anybody care about that for the X Division title?
2: Oh, that'll be a phenomenal wrestling match. It'll be a lot of flippy shit, but I'm sure it'll be highly entertaining because all those guys can go and they're super athletic.
0: Well, the good thing is, though, is that is balanced. He might not be able to talk well, but, like, he's a good wrestler when it comes down to all the actual technical aspects. And Alexander's not tall, but he's built like a fucking tank. So, he'll bring the power. TJP will bring the, the ground game and the technical aspect, and Ace Austin will be the, the heel trying to get in wherever he can and bring some of the flippy shit. So, I think that could be a really well-done match, because you've got three distinctly different styles, and they've all shown they can work well together like in singles matches and even in tag matches. So it's it seems like a good, perfect storm, perfect cocktail, whatever you want to call it.
2: I agree. So is my man Chris Bay on this card at all?
0: Bay is not. He's been out of the story for a little bit, unless they bring him back this week right beforehand for some shenanigans. Because they, yeah, I know, I know, I know. They filled out the rest of the card with uh, Eric Young's group against Team Impact with Sabin Edwards- James Storm and uh, Willie Mack it's going to be like an eight man who cares Uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles are going to face Jordan Grace and a partner of you know Jazz's choosing because she's retired so she didn't want to you know continue the match on that one for the challenge
2: who do you think it's going to be do you think it's going to be a surprise
0: they've already teased Taylor Wilde coming back so that's not a big surprise I hope it's I hope it's a bigger name i hope it's i hope it's a i honestly I hope it's like a like a mexican star or something like lady shani could be cool something like that because they already have black toros back in impact for uh, decay so they could always lean on the triple a thing or maybe work into uh, aew somehow you know
2: well that's why i asked man because who's available
0: in what generally speaking yeah I it's a good question cuz I, I don't know why I don't know how Black Taurus got up here when it seems like there's some visa issues coming up from Mexico. So, I don't really know what the deal there is. You never for all we know it might end up be a, it might end up being Tessa Blanchard. Nobody's seen shit from her for what a year now.
2: So, she's still down in Mexico though, isn't she? That's my With Black
0: Torus thing. Yeah. So, well, that
2: cuz they didn't it's wrestling, so you never say never in wrestling, but they didn't exactly hurt on amicable terms you know
0: that's what they told us that doesn't mean that's how it actually was if she really did ask for extra money or how that it's again it's wrestling you don't know what's kayfabe you don't know what's blown out of proportion maybe she thought she'd get a quicker turnaround in AEW or the e and that didn't happen because of all the quarantine stuff and now she's got to figure out how to make money somehow else.
2: It's also hard for melon farmers to get up to Canada now, right? Right now, between you know, because of the whole quarantine thing. So, it's a good thing Impact films in the states then, because they've been Since filming when? in Nashville.
0: They've been filming in Nashville throughout all quarantine.
2: No, no, don't raise your voice at me, like everybody knows. Oh, yeah, Impact everybody does, does no, because Nashville. it's been said. Even Tunny knows, and Tunny hates Impact. All sixteen of their Twitch viewers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all know. My bad, shit, my right bad. Right. Whoa. Well, I haven't kayfabe. There's K-fab-
0: at least like two thousand all the time. At least
3: I haven't kayfabe hated Impact for a while, Andrew. I haven't kayfabe hated Impact for a while.
0: AJ has told me that you have softened a little, bit, at least on the other show too. So that's good. I'm proud of you. But you never know. Like it could it could be Tessa. It could be a legend. It could be something like it could be somebody from AEW because that's a good way to give someone from AEW a rub. Is for Jordan just to kind of tap into. I don't know your your girl Britt or somebody over there just to kind of help out and pick up the tag titles for a little bit to help validate the AEW Women's Division, two by giving them half of a knockout title reign.
2: Well, what's friend of the show Thunder, Ro- Thunder Rosa doing right now? Because we haven't seen her on causing. AEW since she had that match. I was about match. to say, last I checked, she was getting evilly fired. Causing, so I don't really know causing problems that. like she does backstage. Where I just called her a friend of the show and then you said, <laughs> I'm just being oh, honest. My, I'm just that being honest. Be
1: nice. That'd be a hell of a- Let me
3: like, see yeah, if I'm she's not, on Skype right now. I'll fucking no, call her up and be like, yo, though. hey, what's the deal?
0: What if Impact got Evilies to be Jordan Grace's
1: tag partner?
3: <laughs> Let's see. All right. Where is she on here? Nope, she's, not on. Know, she's not on. She's not on right now. She's usually on when we're on, but she's not on. I would call talk, her right real now. we talk for
2: half a second. Now that's, he's K Fabian again he yeah, he 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 did one shoot now he's K Fabian. I that, bet you she's online that's right an angle.
3: I will share my screen with you. Fuck you oh, no,
0: no, 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 but that's an interesting angle, like legit since evilise isn't an a e w anymore then her tag with Diamante isn't a thing anymore, but Diamante is Kira Hogan's shoot girlfriend, so what if they get Diamante in there because you know Kira probably wouldn't mind putting over her girlfriend or
3: something like that.
2: likely story, but shout out to Thunder Rosa, nonetheless.
3: Was I lying?
0: No, you weren't.
3: Thank you. I'm sitting.
0: But, it could be fun. I don't know. Rebellion in general should be an interesting show. Should be a good card. Get the tag titles, too, but that's Finjuice, the good Brothers. Who gives a fuck. We've seen that match. It's gonna happen. But, uh, between the X Division and the main event, something should tickle someone's pickle. But, I don't know. Impact, hopefully they rebound and get off the AEW stick and focus more on their own shit. And put Moose back in some kind of fucking storylines. Fucking moose been fucking out of shit since he lost the goddamn titles to the TNA title to Rich. So, bring him back.
2: So maybe that's how they get it out. You, or they get out of the main event. Maybe Moose comes down, beats the shit out of Rich Homie Swan, and then he challenges Omega for the titles, and whoever Omega is gonna be wrestling next... Cost him the Impact title, and we get it back on Moose where it rightfully belongs. I don't know. That's maybe possible. I'll watch the show. Yeah, I, mean, I might watch go. the show. I don't. I don't know what I got going on Sunday as of right now. I might throw it on through nefarious means, of course. Of course, of course. Hmm. But no, that's good. Tony, do you want to pontificate at all?
3: I, Since you uh... don't hate
0: Impact anymore, nothing. Anything stick out?
3: I don't know. I. I would. I'm interested to see what happens after. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to Omega winning both belts. I'm not opposed to Swan winning both belts. I'm not opposed to. Likely to me, what I see is is Moose coming out and making this a no decision where both companies keep their belts. To, to me, uh, but I think what I'm most looking forward to is what happens afterwards, especially for Impact, because uh, I I think they're doing better. They're they're putting on a better wrestling show than AEW. 100% in my mind.
2: Mm -hmm. and I I alluded to that earlier man you talked about Moose I alluded to that that's how they used to get out of these back in the day during the territory days it it would be a smosh finish but you said you could see Rich Homie Swan winning this what at all about AEW has led you to believe they're going to put a brother over
3: How big of a number would they have next week Wednesday if the run back was Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan and Rich Swan held both belts and that was the main event next Wednesday on TNT on AEW.
2: Plus also remember Rich Swann's like five ten, so he still fits their size demographic. That's a number, That's man. That's a number. As much as I as much as I love Rich Homie Swan, he ain't the rock man. I, I didn't don't say think it was going gonna Robert, happen.
3: Man. I'm just saying. They got they got avenues. They got avenues. They're not painted into a corner. And if they it's are, electric avenue though, And if right? they are, it's work and paints. Let's move on to topic number
2: four. And Pretty Tony need to stop tooting his nose, but that's a different subject. <laughs> the chairshot.com. always use your head. Court Bauer and
3: MLW making the headlines. Vice TV will be picking up MLW and what a great place in my opinion for MLW to land already an avenue that has wrestling on its mind right so it's gonna go hand in hand with people already being migrated to vice tv to check out wrestling content chris you're a big mlw fan i know you've been rooting for them to get a deal for a while i think all three of us really do appreciate mlw and what they've done in in the limited ability that they've had to get themselves out there what does this mean for them, and, and how excited are you that Vice TV has decided to get behind MLW and Corp Bauer?
2: Shout out to Court Bauer, Mr. Wheeler and Dealer, right? Like, seriously. And the thing is, man, I, I know that people consume content other ways now, but it's hard to consider yourself a viable, a viable wrestling company if you don't have a television deal. And now they've procured that. On a network that people actually get. Like I think Vice is actually on the majority of cable company providers in the United States of America. Yay. Right? Plus it's it's really great synergy on Vice's part because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe our commissioner when he gets back he can uh, dive into this for me but I believe that Dark Side of the Ring is the highest rated show on Vice so that's great synergy we could just make it a wrestling night you know
0: oh no I agree with you completely there but uh, the only thing I was not sure on and trying to look up was I wasn't sure if they were moving Fusion to Vice since as you said more people are at least aware of it even if it's not one of the comes with on a basic cable package anymore and, you know, most people don't really know nor care about being in sports unless you're really big into soccer. And uh, that's not that huge in the States, at least. Maybe elsewhere it's cool, but, like, not really here. Um, I don't know. It's, it's This is a lot of interesting things. Because I know when we brought up MLW last couple of weeks, you've been supportive, yet you're aware that they're in a weird spot trying to come back and things haven't quite been as hot or as sexy. And... They just got off of, like, Hammerstone against Mil Muertes for uh, the open weight Championship, which is a pretty big match. And it was decent, but, like, the card and the presentation still lacked a little bit. So I hope that whatever they bring to Vice, if it is a secondary show, kind of recaptures what we liked about MLW a couple of years ago before quarantine hit and brings us back to the old-school, you know, version of wrestling that they were kind of doing the the roh kind of thing just brighter and better
2: yeah they could definitely use a couple of dollars towards production value but the funny thing to me is you had nwa power and we all love that show pre-quarantine yep how is it that court bauer was able to get this deal done and Billy Corgan wasn't. Considering that Billy Corgan has much more name value, just overall, period, That that's interesting to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great fucking question. I don't really know. because You would think that Smashing Pumpkins lead singer should be able to pull something together, especially for a channel like Vice, because Billy Corgan might be able to do more for them than vice versa, but i don't really know
2: but this is a great day for mlw there's a lot of great talent down there or i don't want to say down there well i guess it is they record in florida but a lot of yeah but a lot of the guys that have gone on to do great things within the past what five to six years a lot of names that you know now they really got their big break at least on this continent via mlw or they were the first ones that really gave them that platform and springboarded like for example ricochet i i, I know y'all gonna say lucha underground but yeah uh uh Shrek- shane Daniel. swerve strickland what uh, isaiah scott that's his name now in, in nxt lucha MJ, Underground for him too mjf but you know i attention to that MJF. Um, okay, MJF. Else, I'll
0: just... give you the MJF. Actually, started off there, which that's fine.
2: But yeah, and I feel like I'm missing some guys too. But you, you all get what I'm, what I'm saying here. Selena de Lorenzo. She's going to go on to do bigger and better things in this industry as well. She's absolutely phenomenal. But they have an eye for talent down there, and I'm glad that they hooked up with Vice. I'll actually get to watch it on television. I did watch the YouTube show, but I'll get to watch it on television and hopefully like i said earlier they'll throw them a couple of dollars towards production and they'll you know look a little bigger and shout out to vice you're doubling down because of dark side of the ring so this seems like a win-win for everybody
3: yeah i can't imagine vice went up and above their budget to or or expand or you know overextended themselves i think it just fit for everybody honestly
2: i really do
1: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah you're probably right but it's cool so we'll just make a wrestling night of it.
0: They Hell were yeah. able to argue to get a little more money out of the budget for it anyway with how good
3: Dark Side of the Ring does. True story. Very true story. All right, let's move on to topic number five.
1: TheChairShot.com.
3: Always use your head. A&E is back at it, getting into the wrestling world once again. Most well-known probably for their Andre the Giant documentary, they have already begun a series of a WWE biographies. The very first debut was Stone Cold Steve Austin. This coming Sunday will be Rowdy Piper. In addition, they also have a WWE Most Wanted Treasures show that airs each week after said a and WWE biographies. Let's start with the biographies, gentlemen. They do a good job. I enjoy the way they produce it. I enjoy the content that they get. But this to me is more for the casual wrestling fan than for hardcores like ourselves. It's a lot of stuff I already know. I did watch the Austin uh-huh. one. I will watch the Piper one. Go ahead, Andrew, why don't you why don't you give us your thoughts here on what A and E is doing? and does this seem like something that WWE knew? They might have been done producing a lot of specials on their own, and they might just kind of share this with other networks besides Peacock, right?
0: To be fair, we had this conversation after the Andre the Giant you know, documentary came out. And it's that same thing where a lot of it is stories we knew, but it was still good for the casual fan or good for the lapsed fan or good for... Older fans that just, you know, yearn for the nostalgia, the glory days of the 70s, 80s, early 90s, whenever they grew up, type thing. So I think they know what their demographic is, especially from what I saw of the lineup. It's going to be older wrestlers. There's going to be Piper, like you said. I think they're hitting Macho Man. I think Ultimate Warrior is supposed to be on there. So they know where they're going with this. They're going for the, like, you know, maybe 40s, 50s kind of wrestling fan that hasn't watched in a minute. And they're just going to go, oh, I remember that guy, or I I remember that kind of thing, and then takes them back, and then maybe they start watching again. And that's, that's kind of the fun, and that also kind of ties wonderfully back into our first couple comments about CM Punk, about something needs to kind of reignite the flame. And even though Austin's been kind of on everything so much lately that there's nothing he could have said in that to actually interest me enough to sit through the whole thing and watch it because I don't need to hear him talk about how the Sandman was the first one to drink beer again and how he kind of took the same idea but changed it and half the beer was for him half the beer was for the crowd and he got half it on his shirt and saw the buzz coming out I've heard that story nine million times so that's unnecessary but it doesn't mean it's not good it doesn't mean it's not going to bring more eyes it doesn't mean it's not going to bring wrestling back on the tip of people's tongues when it hasn't really been there in 20 or so years so it, it's doing good work maybe not the work that I'm in love with but I know that when they get to Savage and when they get to Piper I'll pay attention for those two definitely but generally speaking I'm a little lukewarm what about you Chris?
2: well you guys kind of took the uh, the words out of my mouth and I'm not going to reiterate because what's the point of all three of us saying the exact same shit about how this true. is uh, true, geared true. towards you know casuals or non-wrestling fans more than us but shout-out to A&E. They've always been in that wrestling lane. I know T- PC Tunney brought up the Andre the Giant documentary, but I remember watching some other shows about professional wrestling on A&E as well. As a matter of fact, A&E was the first time that I was introduced to a young John Cena. At the time, he was blonde and went by the prototype, but that was the first time I'd ever seen him because they had done they were doing a documentary in regards to professional wrestling. So shout-out to them for that. I am looking forward to some of the other stories that they have to tell. I you know, I love Booker T, but I feel like that's a throw in on some on the token side of the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> am I wrong? Probably not. And you know I love you, y'all know I love me some Booker T. Y'all know that, but I'm I'm not saying I'm just saying. But yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with this. And it's fascinating to me that you see all of these cable channels, and I understand why. Because you know, because professional wrestling gets a guaranteed audience. You're going to get eyeballs if you throw some sort of professional wrestling or some a uh, professional wrestling affiliated show onto your network. You're going to get guaranteed eyeballs. So I get that, but it's ironic that all these channels are taking advantage of uh, you know, having professional wrestling on. It it just leads me to believe that if professional wrestling could ever get its shit together, will it be as hot as it once was? No, but I think we could get more people interested into this shit and I'm, I'm not going to revisit my rant from a few weeks ago I'm, I'm just saying it's funny the fact that professional wrestling is least people are watching and paying attention to professional wrestling than ever in the history of this country but yet and still you have all these cable channels throwing on some sort of professional wrestling associated show that's just a an interesting dichotomy to me
0: No, I I don't know if that's a generational thing for who's directing and who's uh, got programming ideas, because it's like, if you think about movies, like, you know, Dazed and Confused, you know, that takes place in a time before the actual years it came out, American Pie, same, same type of thing, where it's a little more dated than when it actually came out, so... And uh, I know there was Netflix series, the, the Pen Fifteen one, about like the dial-up age when most of us in, on this podcast right now were in high school and learning about AOL 3.0, 4.0, and you know the internet thing there with dial-up. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and your mom telling you get off the phone, uh, telling your mom to get off the phone so you could use the internet and shit like that. Yeah. So, or wasn't that the worst when you
3: were downloading like a dirty picture and someone would call and it would skip it I offline know. and it'd be like right it at an the hour to download it anyway. you'd just barely get the top of the cleavage and it was like I oh know. fucking a, asshole fucking telemarketer bitch been there been there might even have been a guy who's so, a bitch too
0: so that's just the whole thing is that a lot of pop culture movies television shows whatever are about a generation behind when it comes to. Who's in charge of the directing and the programming? Charles. And I think that's part of what shows this is that everybody grew up with the Attitude Era or maybe rock and wrestling or whatever where you happen to be at. And they still that's nostalgic to them. That's something they want to do now. And they finally got the power and the the cash and the swing to actually pull it off. And it'll bring the same kind of like minded people there.
2: No, you're right, man. And that's a, yeah, you literally hit the nail on the head because the mother farmers that are making the decisions now, that's why no, nerd culture is so prominent within pop culture. And I don't say that with any malice in my heart because I'm a nerd as well. But yeah, same thing. The Like you said, The guys that are running these networks and shit like that And that are calling shots and making the decisions They grew up on Hulkamania or the Attitude Era or something like that And that's why a lot of these shows are getting ringlet So yeah, I can't argue with anything you said, man
0: Damn, this is too agreeable of a topic honey give us something to argue about pot, yeah, a, pot you is
3: say shit. your
0: your bucks suck how about that
3: how about that fuck one? you fuck, fuck, fuck you pot fuck is poor motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> did you say pot is poor that's, yeah.
1: <laughs> like that. that's not bad at all
3: <laughs> well let's let's talk about the other show that i think is even more interesting and i it's called wwe's most wanted treasures and for those of you who haven't seen it It really seems like WWE is putting together a museum, a Hall of Fame, maybe a traveling museum of sorts or whatever. They're pulling in all the artifacts that they have. They actually hired an archivist. And they're running a series where they bring in WWE superstars who they want more of their things from the past to show off to everybody, right? And they go out and, like, Mick Foley was on the first one. And he went out to a guy who had... The one of the two original mankind leather tops. So you get to see his journey, you get to see some memorabilia and things of that nature, you get to see fans interact with their heroes, right? Like you can't tell me the three of us, as versed and as knowledgeable as we are, you know, we've all had that moment where we see the person that we've grown up and watched or the person that we admire their ability to cut a promo and work in the ring, and we get super excited. So it's just a really cool series, in my opinion. I know next week they're going to have Undertaker and Kane try and get back some memorabilia. I hope this leads to an actual Hall of Fame building, in my opinion. I think that'd be really cool. I know WWE uh, in Stamford there would be be a nice place to have it. So, I I mean, I definitely would make the trip to go visit a WWE Hall of Fame. What are you guys' thoughts on this type of show? And, And should WWE have their own Hall of Fame where people could come visit, much like Major League Baseball and the NBA? And NFL,
2: bruh. I went to Colonel Sanders' house, which they turned it into a museum down in hey. Kentucky. I went to the bar up in Buffalo, New York, where the Buffalo wing was invented. The pizza was actually better, BTW. Are you kidding me? Still New York pizza Are you? Yeah. But are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Of course I would go to a physical WWE Hall of Fame And make a whole vacation around it Shit, Well I don't know, you know how much I could do me, in Stanford Let me throw Connecticut, the monkey wrench but.
0: into everybody's Argument that they're thinking of right now Even I would go to the WWE Hall of Fame If it was a building because that's just cool That any yeah. kind of music like I've been to, like, the Smithsonian and shit like that before. I don't necessarily love everything that's in there, but it's something to go to. It's fun. It's cool. It's nice to see how they put the displays up and what they have in there. So, plus it would legitimize the whole Hall of Fame thing if there was an actual structure and it wasn't just living in, you know, Vince's mind and the the whole criteria for getting in was just however the fuck he felt when he woke up.
2: And, yeah, I, I grew up in Virginia. So, yeah, I've been to the Smithsonian. I've been to the... To the fucking White House, to the Capitol mm-hmm. Building, the Lincoln Memorial, oh, yeah. Washington Monument—all, I've been to all that shit because I grew up in that area. You know what yep, I mean? Yep. But I, I, but I feel you, Andrew. Like it's like, okay, yeah, it's cool, but whatever. But of course, you're gonna go. Why not? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you go? If for no other reason, just to say that you've been.
3: Yep. Would it make more sense to have it in Florida, near the Why? NX- well, no. NX- where NXT Well, we where N X T, wherever N X T would be, because. Here's why: is because you could use that building to have smaller events with the talent that doesn't get so much um, exposure. You could say that there's plenty of people in NXT, right? Like, you could say, oh my God, you come to here, you come to the thing, you come to the Hall of Fame, right? But every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, there are two matches at noon and five. Or you know you know what I'm saying? So, like you can add an element to it by having it near NXT.
2: No, Chris. that's actually no, that's actually a really good idea. Especially considering all the talent that they have, and for whatever reason, professional wrestling, the epicenter of professional wrestling in general, seems to be down in Florida at this point in time. That's a great idea, Tony. It makes the most sense to have it somewhere in New York, though, because the Correct. WWF was the New York territory. Like the and old school guys still call it New York. That
0: That's my argument too, is that what what's the point of a, a museum or a hall of fame, nostalgia, history. So you would want to play on that. So anybody up in New England, New York kind of territory would have more tie to stuff like that. Like if there was Buddy Rogers memorabilia, Bruno San Martino, Argentina Rocca, uh, you know, and Greg Valentine, Hulk Hogan stuff. And... Nothing stops you from having what you said being a couple people come up, maybe a youngster against somebody a little older. Maybe Shiki decides to break someone's back up there and that'll pop people. That'll bring somebody up there. And it's just it's one of those things that I think works better where you can get the most nostalgic kind of vibe, especially because Florida is so... Overrun, inundated, swamped with just wrestling stuff and everything and possible opportunities. You want to try to give people a reason to come out of it and go somewhere else. Because if, if all of the cool shit's in Florida, how does that make everybody else feel? Like it just, it kind of, if you can draw some of that attention away, and Florida's only like a two hour flight away from the Northeast anyway, like, so it's not like you're asking them to travel a lot. So who knows? I don't like. I don't hate your idea at all. I'm just. I think too much is in Florida, and too much of WWE's history is tied to New York that you'd have to have But in the New England area somewhere.
3: I can't argue with your sentiment or your reasoning, but I'll just throw in the fact that attendance to said Hall of Fame in the Northeast would be much lower in the winter months than it would be year-round in Florida.
0: You think that, but then again, New England doesn't get hurricanes, buddy.
3: Touche mm. Touche salesman
0: <laughs> I'm just saying I'll, I'll walk through snow
3: Way before I walk through a hurricane I don't know about you I think <laughs> the general sentiment here Is that all three of us And I think wrestling fans In total want a wrestling hall of fame and if wwe is the one that has to do it fine and if that means wwe has to recognize more people outside of their business which they've already started to do then that's a good thing right and we've already discussed the fact that wwe doesn't have competition it's wwe and everybody else and it seems like vince has gotten to the point where he's not really mad at everybody else anymore right and why should he be mm-hmm they've provided him with enormous amount of talent and and things of that nature but that's just kind of the way the world works so i i hope they have a hall of fame someday
2: soon you know who's who wwe's competition is it's ufc I was gonna it's say the same major thing. league baseball it's the nfl it's the nba it's movies if we are ever able to get back to the box office like yeah, like WWE is so far and beyond the wrestling world, like they're competing with other forms of pop culture and entertainment for our dollars but it it would just be a really cool concept to have a physical Hall of Fame, can you imagine all the cool shit that they would have there?
0: I mean, I think that goes towards what Tony was talking about for the show about just the what what was it called like WWE Treasure Finders or something like that?
3: WWE's Most Wanted Treasures.
0: There it is. Okay, so yeah, American Pickers was fucking amazing from you know wherever the Discovery and all that other stuff it was on for so long. So you're you're really playing into a lot of what people like right now. Storage Wars was big too. So shit. It's the, the, the this antique is be... road show. There I'm we go. with that Shit if on the you... air, right? If...
2: PBS, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: If you're a wrestling fan and you haven't tuned into anything AEW did this past weekend, make sure you tune into WWE Most Wanted Treasures over the biography stuff. That's my honest to goodness opinion. I think A&E, it's a really mean? cool show. Annie, why? What did I Is say? a Yeah. I think it... you said AEW again. Ah, yeah, fucking
0: you assholes. Did. You you really got root beer on
3: the mind, don't you? I'm buddy? watching. I got AEW on right now. So what are you gonna do? Oh, I'm sorry. What else do do get up? The Brewers do won do. already today, you know. You know, fuck you and the the real Bucks, they're doing okay. Way I don't go. know. I think we
0: got a trophy to say that we're the real Bucks at least this year. <laughs> Until you can match that.
2: Hundred and forty seven games to live. Just hang on, Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Gentlemen, you're not wrong probably
3: either that's the worst part we've <laughs> we've had one of the most peaceful shows in the in show history over the numerous amounts of years we've been doing this what's what's everybody's last thoughts on everything going on right now Did anybody have anything else we didn't talk about you wanted to get to because we pretty much covered everything on the agenda today and and quite peacefully
0: I mean you know, the carnival's a four way tie right now.
3: So that that's kind so of what fun ha- just what to I- kinda of tie that in from S- last week. So Zeus is no longer undefeated. I know I seen that. Can I tell well, I'll tell you off the air or something. Never mind. I almost brought something up I shouldn't bring up on the air, so uh <laughs> remind me. But go ahead and why don't you give everybody an all Japan uh a champion carnival update? No, you're right. Zeus is no longer undefeated.
0: He picked up back to back losses. And uh, Yuma Aoyagi has uh, Yuma Aoyagi, sorry, has brought uh, some momentum back. He's picked up a couple wins, so he's tied for first. Zeus is tied first. Jake Lee is tied for first, and uh, Kohei Sato is tied in first. And the rest is still close, but it's starting to—you're starting to see who the bottom of the barrel is and who they're trying to push towards the top of this tournament. So it's about halfway over, roughly, depending since a couple people have a couple people are on four matches, a couple people are on five because they don't have consistent scheduling because of everybody else's schedule, because All Japan's not New Japan, so they don't have everybody at 100% have to work our dates, so they have to work around everybody else's already agreed-upon dates to a degree. So It's fun. It's been quality show. Nothing's been bad. I can't really complain, and the top four guys are at least guys with name recognition, and the only one that doesn't really have a lot of recognition is Yuma, who got the big undefeated streak break over Zeus, and he's he's younger, and they're trying to push him. I'm not sold yet, but at, the, at least they're trying to push somebody new, so I can't really be mad at that.
2: Alexa Bliss, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> so she was with the Fiend, and, and, and am I wrong in thinking that the inference was they were fucking? Am I wrong with that? Just real quick, because I'm going I'm going somewhere with this. But I'm pretty yes, sure yes, that's what
0: no, no. Alexa Bliss's inference for everybody was. Remember Team Little Big, but. Mm, continue.
2: It's kind of weird. She's doing the little girl thing on the swing and everything. It's 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 trying to be edgy, but you can only be so edgy being a publicly traded company. But it was a little bit uncomfortable, man. It's kind of like porn where they've got the girl dressed out in the Girl Scout uniform or the school girl. Like it's uncomfortable, like. Or, or you know, between that and the incest, <laughs> this is why I can't pay attention to the genre anymore. But. How did you? How do you
3: think Randy Orton's wife felt about that pin before
2: WrestleMania? Behind closed doors, she probably felt a certain way about it. I mean, I right? I gladly get pinned
3: like that any day.
0: I don't know. Sure I think
3: was... I think Randy's the type of guy
0: that would have told her, "Don't worry about it," because he'll he'll let her do the same thing after the match, if you get my drift. So,
3: well, mm. of
2: course he's gonna say that, but as his woman, yeah, I'm sure she felt a way about it. Like that's she just what it have. is. But yeah. he's he's Randy. I don't I don't think she's really got a lot to worry
0: about, since if you follow Randy, like he puts oh. her over like nobody else. He's put over in wrestling, if you get my drift. He's done a lot of good work for people too. But like. He, he definitely keeps her in his comments constantly, so well she, she no, might have been a little in her feelings, he, I get what you're
3: saying. He yeah, owes a he, also, he, he owes, she's grown to expect it, I think. Yeah, Randy owes a large majority of the way his life is currently to his wife, I'll tell you that.
2: As do I, but if I was in that certain situation, that exact same situation and yeah, I have a, I, I owe a lot of where my life is right now With my woman as well But if I was in that certain situation And I got straddled for a bed I'm going to hear about that shit when I get home Like It's not going to be a huge argument But I'm going to hear about that shit when I get home You like, know, with Amber, just, yeah.
0: if it was Alexa Bliss You might not get too much shit If it was the S-word, though Jesus <laughs> Christ, your ass is fucking dog food
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Are you kidding me? If it was the S-word, I would have got kicked out he would be yeah. sleeping in the car for yeah. a week. Yeah. He'd be he'd We'd be, be
3: standing by. He'd be standing behind you, Andrew, as we do this
2: podcast. <laughs> we, we own this condo, but I'm sleeping at the nights Inn. Okay, cool.
3: How long <laughs> is that drive up to Jersey Balls from Atlanta? Know, that's like
0: 15 hours or something like that. I think
3: Probably. shorter, shorter than Milwaukee. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs>
2: I think that's about it, but is there anything else pressing on anybody's mind before we get up out of here?
3: I'm good. Wrap it up, brother.
2: Alright, don't mind if I do. Mr. Blast, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir?
0: You can find me on Twitter at IWC Chief, And, you know, covering mostly Japan now since Impact decided to change their dates to fucking Thursday and Sunday, which are just not great for me currently, so... I might have to change the plans I have on those days, but anyway. So at least I'll cover the Japanese stuff because you know that that's where my heart really lies. We all know that. So just go to thechairshot.com. Follow all of the coverage. Either myself, AJ, or Matthew will get you covered on most of the stuff that's not WWE-related. Except AJ actually helps WWE too, so shit. Look at him, his balanced ass, fucking actually getting a bunch of stuff out of the way. fucking oh, li- A,
3: listen to you put him over as if he's not your like your fucking servant and servitude. You know, fucking, oh, I don't want to do this. You do it. Blah blah blah.
2: Yo, yeah, he's just he's your goddamn indentured servant, and you try to put him up. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Wow, indentured servant? No, no.
3: It's not my fault. NWA decided to collapse in on its own. Listen, ass. I want to tell you what right now. I've been I've been rewatching Game of Thrones, and I'm on on season five now. Uh, I I watched it in regular time, but Andrew is Cersei, and AJ is definitely the imp. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> well, at least, uh, at least I'm he's these in power for most of that.
3: Not arguing, okay. is he? He's not <laughs> arguing. Yeah. I suppose.
2: I don't even know what that means, but I, I get the reference. Tony, where can they find you, sir? You can find me appreciating
3: everybody that listens to Chair Shot Radio Network and that goes to the chairshot.com for everything they need, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. I can't legitimately tell you enough how much we appreciate you guys listening to everything we do on Chair Shot Radio Network. Chairshot radio every single morning. And you know you get at least two more podcasts every single day of the week. Tons of freaking content covering everything you love, right? So make sure you're checking out ChairShot Radio Network and the Chairshot.com. You can follow
2: me at PC Tony. You heard the man. And make sure you all tune in to... Friday morning's edition of Chair Shot Radio, which has kind of become the three-man weave side of the game in terms of the Chairshot Radio. We break a lot of stuff down. We're talking NFL draft. We're talking UFC. We're talking NBA. Like it was a really good show. It was a lot of intelligent opinions, and yeah, you you guys will enjoy that. You all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt as I'm trying to hold back my belt right now.
3: You didn't have to tell.
2: Him. Again, I'm on Twitter at the Real C Platt. I did because I sound weird when I do shit like this. Yeah, we already know.
3: That's right, you do. <laughs> 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 Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. <laughs> you,
2: you, you heard the man. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. I say it day in and day out, and it bears repeating. If you appreciate the content that we provide here at the chair shot, day in and day out, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at the chair shot is by supporting the movement. How do you support the movement? I'm glad you asked. By going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the TheChairShot and pick up an official ChairShot t-shirt. You go to the site, you're going to find something you like, and I guarantee it. That's not a prediction, folks. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. No, I thought
3: you were God for... damn it, Tuddy! I thought you took too long. I thought you were waiting for somebody else to say it.
2: Well, you heard him, but it's true. Again, thecheershot.com. We're not just a Spoiler. website. Oh, winning. sorry. Sorry. God damn it! For the commissioner, PC, Tunny. Spoiler. For Andrew Snowflake Ball's ballast. Shut the fuck up. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Shut the fuck up, Tunny. Nobody wants to hear you at all anymore tonight. The only thing they want to hear from he- here is thank y'all all and Carly Simon.
0: Shalom.